Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. In each episode, you will be hearing from a thought leader, a coach, a trainer, a speaker, someone who is desiring to bridge the gap between where you are and where you desire to be. Their stories will be authentic. Their stories will be humbling. Their stories will be impactful. So please tune in and enjoy. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. So those of you on LinkedIn, you don't know that this is actually take two of us trying to go live with another hot takes. Where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. And y'all, I got a treat for you. I got a treat and I'm not going to get in the way of it at all because I have coach Jennifer Earl with me today. Jen, what is going on? Lawrence, it is so good to be here. And hey, take two. It's going to even be sharper and hotter, right? I love it. There we it. go. There we go. So, Jen, before we get into this thing called authentic leadership, uh, tell folks a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me. Lawrence and I go back. We met actually in coach training school is where we met. And we have a lot to talk about every time we get together. So appreciate you having me. And a little bit about myself. Lawrence, right now I'm coaching internally for ADP. Uh, that's automatic data processing. So you guys may be familiar with that company. They're a Fortune 500 company. Uh, they're, you know, about a $15 billion company, about 59,000 employees. And I have the distinct pleasure of uh, being an employee for the company now and coaching leaders within that space. So absolutely loving it. Um, I really got on my coaching journey, um, about five years ago. I had, I was doing some sales performance consulting work, found that I was really loving the coaching that I was doing with the sales executives that I was working with. And that's kind of what led me to coaching school. Honestly, I thought it was just going to be a tool I was going to throw in my bag and just keep right on consulting. Didn't turn out exactly that way. I fell in love with it, realized it's what I wanted to do full time. So I'm fortunate to be doing that right now. And prior to that, um, like most, I have a business background, spent about 30 years in the technology space, consumer packaged goods, and have done everything from run a software company to drive service teams and you know focused on operations and so forth and worked globally and met some amazing people along that journey. And I kind of bring that whole bag of experience with me to, you know, to the coaching I'm doing. So that's a little bit about me located here in Atlanta, Georgia, married, got a daughter in college, which I don't even know how that's possible. Um, I'm an intrepid traveler. I collect people. Um, and uh, that's a little bit about me. I love it. I love it. And I love the whole collect people thing because I think I, I think I'm in that bag with you. Um, and, and it's it's about And I know we're relationship focused um, and I know we've met some amazing people uh, over our careers. And I'm, I'm so glad you're a part of my leader community of coaches, uh, because, again, I tell you, all coaching and my people and my people. Um, but there's this thing that uh, you bring to the table. And, and I think it is extremely unique to you is is not just a passion but a but a purposeful work in the in the realm of authentic leadership. And so when when did this become a, a thing for you that you wanted to dive into? Well, you know, it's interesting. If I'm really truthful, I think that was it goes way back into my career. 
Um, I think that I was always attracted to leaders who were authentic. And I'll talk a little bit about kind of my definition of that in a minute. Um, but I also found that it was tough for me either when I was working with folks who maybe didn't fit that description. But for me personally, I found that throughout my career, there's a difference between being good at something and really, you know, being good at it and having it fill you up. And so, you know, I've had amazing experiences, had lots of opportunities, but there were times where I was doing things and, you know, I'd, I'd finish and I'm like, well, that's over now what? And so it kind of, you know, started back then. I think I had a sense that some things weren't quite right in certain circumstances. So I started doing some work, started doing my own self-evaluation, definitely part of my coaching journey. So when, you know, Lawrence, when I think about authentic leadership, you know, there's people have been talking about authenticity, right? Shakespeare was um, talking about it in Hamlet, right? Uh, to thy own uh, self be true is how it went. So, you know, philosophers, Shakespeare, everybody's been talking about authentic authenticity for a while. But when I think about it, I think about it in the form of leadership. And it, it, it kind of breaks down in really kind of four areas. You know, one of them is just really being in order to be authentic, you need to be self-aware. You need to really understand yourself, what your values are, what drives you, what your true strengths are, kind of what your North Star is. And man, that seems like it's so over-talked about. But when you really get ready to do the work, we're like, yeah, 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 I know what my values are. But when you really sit down, maybe work with the coach, maybe do your own self um, self-analysis and, and deep diving, it's interesting what comes up. So that's the first thing is like really understanding yourself, being self-aware so that you can be genuine. The second thing is really being mission driven and really being able to focus on the results. And I think, honestly, if you're not clear on number one, no matter how hard you work, no matter how much effort you put into number two, focusing on the results, focusing on the future, you're either going to end up burnt out, exhausted or working on things that you're not really passionate about. So I think those, those are kind of the first two things. And then the last two things really in authentic leadership, we can dive in wherever there's some interest for you. But the other thing is to lead with your heart. And I think in order to be able to lead with your heart, you have to have those um, first two things in play. You have to understand yourself. You have to understand what your mission is. Be focused on how am I going to get results for me? Maybe the company or organization I'm working with most importantly, the people I'm leading. Um, and so those are the first three. And the last will be, it kind of ties in, is it, how, do, how can you focus on the long term? And, you know, especially in the world we're in, maybe people have been saying this since the beginning of time, I don't know, but a lot of times feel like we're running the short game a lot, right? Let's figure out how we get this quarter result. Let's figure out how I get this many more followers. Let's figure out how I, you know, whatever it is seems to be short term. And, and I really think that in order to be authentic and to be the leader that, that people want to follow, you have to be able to be really clear in your North Star, really able to focus on the results, really able to lead with your heart so that you make decisions from that place and then be able to do that so that you can focus on the long term. It's a long game we're playing, you know, this game of life. So that's kind of how I think about authentic leadership. I love it. I absolutely love it, Partic particularly because um, and, and I'm going to need you to drop the cash app 
in the in the comments so I can tell people like you get a free you get free game uh right here on hot takes. Uh but no, thank you so because again, at the end of the day, when you think about authenticity, it's the t-shirt most of the times, but but you people aren't having it broken down for them as it pertains to kind of those four major areas, which are you know, buckets, if you will, um, because each bucket is is a skill set it's it's a capacity that people need to build up but but before we dig into those four things um what i hear oftentimes too in authenticity is kind of this epic battle between the transaction of leadership and the transformation of leadership what where where are you playing in in, in yeah. which sandbox? Oh, that's so that's so key, and I think that you know there's work to be done on both sides. Of those there's work to be done in the transaction side. That's kind of where I think about skill development. Um, you know, I need to learn how to have a uh, you know a difficult conversation as a leader. I need to be able to give effective feedback. So I think that that transactional leadership, I need to be able to drive results, right? We talked about that. I think that there's some important work. And, and I think that's where companies that have um, good leadership development programs, I think they're pretty rich in that space. Now, we've all probably either worked with or know somebody who is in a space that they weren't real rich in there. So, But there's always work to be done on there. So I think transactional leadership is, is, is important. But I think the other side of the seesaw, if you will, that needs to be balanced is really the transformational leadership. So what do I mean by that? Well, let's say I've got a leader that can drive results. Like, look, I always go to Jim. Jim always drives results. I know he's going to get it done. And then, you know, two years later, I'm trying to figure out why my engagement in that division is so low. Well, transactionally, right, Jim developed the skills that he needed. And I don't want to poo-poo those because those skills are important. But transformational leadership really says, how do I take that, put that in my bag, and then how do I get authentic? How do I figure out who I am? How do I get real clear on what my personal values are? How do I talk about mission with my people? How do I lead with heart so that people actually know that I'm actually invested in them? that I want to see them succeed. The reason I might give them some feedback about an area where they can they can maybe improve or, or discover something new about themselves is because I'm invested in them. I'm not just rating them. And so I think that transformational leadership is where you get the followership. So when we go through tough times and we can all relate to some tough times where we've been living recently, um, when we have you know the what seems to be impossible to overcome, when we've been asked to, you know, raise profit by, you know, how, how is that possible? We're already operating, you know, at amazing capacities. How do we do it? You do it through transformational leadership. And so I think we need to balance that seesaw out. And I, and so I'm sitting on the, I'm sitting mostly on the seat for transformational leadership. And I dabble my toes over on the, uh, on the transactional side where it's necessary. I, lo I absolutely love that because I, I think you just described the two worlds that that have that are constantly fighting within me because I got I still have a little bit of Major Henderson left um, up here. Uh, I've been out six years, but I tell you, just the the transaction part of it, the purpose, mission, vision, direction, like all of that, those being one through 10 can't skip the 10 and all the rest of those things. And so that whole process strategy, that thing's playing in my head. But then you said the lead with the heart and, and it being kind of this this balance. Um, how is coaching supported mm -hmm. your understanding of, of 
how to balance these things? <laughs> well, first of all, I'll talk about personally. Like <laughs> when I went into coaching, I thought again, I'm going to go and get this cool tool called coaching and I'm going to get a certificate. And I'm going to throw up my bag and I'm going to show up and tell people, hey, look, I, I am certified. Well, what happened, um, that happened. But what else happened that was probably a lot more important is I showed up for my first intensive. And Lawrence, you were there with me. And, you know, I kind of thought I was pretty self-aware. I, I kind of thought I was doing some transformational leadership. And what I found out um, through my coaching education and journey was that two things key. One is that I had a lot of work to do for myself to become an effective coach, to become a good coach. I had a lot of work to do on myself. That was number one. Number two was, is that when I thought I was coaching, I was consulting. I was telling people what they should do, right? Because I had all this experience. So I was being a little bit of a mentor, a little bit of a consultant. Sometimes I was coaching, but I really wasn't coaching. So those were my two takeaways from a personal perspective. How coaching shows up in the work that I'm doing right now, both internally at ADP, and of course I have some clients outside of the corporation, but where it really shows up, right, is being that partner with the leader so that they have the space and the opportunity to begin to explore some of those four components I told you about, right? Because in a coaching relationship, I'm not evaluating them. I'm not judging their performance. I'm not deciding if they're ready for a um, promotion. What I'm doing is holding space. I'm asking some thought-provoking questions. I'm helping them get to what they already really know but maybe have forgotten or maybe covered up with some of the stuff that we go through with life. And so that's how it's showing up in my work. And I'm loving it. Lots of fun. Lots of fun there. I love, I love that particularly, you know, just that part around and I'm with you. Uh, any, anybody who was, who was in any of our coaching cohorts, um, we were eye sweats um, and, and exposing ourselves on purpose. Like, and again, not exposing ourselves to each other, y'all. Get your heads out the gutter. It's too early for that. It's Monday. Uh, but, but just the vulnerability and an exposure of, hey, I'm in this group, this cohort with other people. And maybe in some cases for the first time without the feelings of being judged because we were all leaning into doing this work. And I really believe that that leading with the heart, because you'll get depending on industry and different things like that in the military. That was one of the things that um, I believe I, I did well sometimes. But some leading with the heart doesn't mean that you're you're a bleeding heart or an open wound and you, your heart beating on your sleeve kind of thing. But it's leading with understanding that you're dealing with other human beings. And regardless of personality, uh, their hearts uh, bleed differently. They they what triggers them, their things are different. And but if you lead with the humanity of a person, um, then you know how to show up. You know how to hold space because you then take you off the table, remove your ego out the room and allow that other person's space to, to be whole when they're in your presence. And that was the one gift that I, I so thank coaching for. And again, still in that journey. Um, and for you, when you think about what it really looks like in practice, um, how do you what are the essentials? to engaging in a high performing way in this realm of authentic leadership? Well, I think, 
I think it starts with the leader themselves. So first of all, I'm kind of working through those four principles, right? It's it's being self-aware, like I had mentioned. And that's the work. And it starts to show up. Like if I'm really going to be transformational, I've got to figure out what are my values? Now, that those aren't morals, of course. That's That's what is it that when I'm experiencing it, right, I'm in flow. I'm, I, I'm in my space. Time just moves. Like, what are those things? And when, boy, when I'm feeling not that way or a little irritated or something's grating on my nerves, I can also use that to help me understand what my values are. Because when that's going on, Lawrence, that's when my values are being stepped on. So for example, right, one of my key core values that I finally got in touch with is fun. And that seems like, what are you talking about? Where's the place for fun in, in, in corporate America? But I'll tell you, one of the things I found is that I love to work hard. I love to roll up my sleeves and get dirty. I'm a pioneer stimulator by the standout method. And so if it's got a lot of risk and hair all over it, give it to me, right? I love it. But what I found is, is that if it wasn't, if there wasn't an element of fun, I started checking out. It really started to feel laborious to me. Now, fun could just mean that we went into the trenches and worked, worked, worked and came out 14 hours later, a little buddy maybe, but we could laugh about it. That's fun for me. So I had to get really clear on that so that when opportunities came up, because right, if you're a good leader, and especially if you're really good on that transactional side, there's going to be all kinds of opportunities going to come your way. What do you say yes to? What do you say no to? What do you take a pass on? Really hard to do if you're not clear on your values. So I think that that's one of the key things. And here's the thing is that when I think about those four components with authentic leadership and I work with leaders, I believe that they can take those same four components and utilize them and explore them with the people that they lead. We don't talk about one thing at leadership and then go talk about another thing with folks that we're leading. It's the same thing. And so I've had so much fun working with leaders and going through values exercises. And then they turn around and do it with their teams and come back and go, whoa, we're having completely different conversations now. So, so I think that's kind of how it shows up. And, you know, and I can kind of work through those four components, but I think you get the idea. And I, I sure the other things you've mentioned a little bit, I just want to go back to something you mm -hmm. said. Leading with heart, and you were sharing, you know, kind of your experiences um, there. And you said, you know, it's not, you know, be a bleeding heart or a softy. And I so agree with that. And I think the key is, is that when we lead with heart, like you said, we believe that everybody has their uh, heart too, and that they have their own authentic self. But and I think there are two key components. I really do. I think the one is, is that I go into a situation when I'm leading with heart. And I honestly believe, and this takes some work and practice, but I believe that Lawrence, well, he could be wildly different from me, but I believe he's perfect and whole in every way. There's nothing I have to fix. Now, Lawrence and I might need to get together if we're both working on a project and we may figure out the best way to work together. I may need to learn about what makes you tick, what your values are so that I can honor them. Because if I'm leading with heart, I actually want to do that. So let's say safety is a core value of yours. And, you know, I'm, I'm just picking that out. You, you've certainly not shared that with me or that um, there's no indication that that might be one of yours. But let's just say it's safety. And you and I are working on a project together at work. 
if I know that that's one of your key values and here I'm over here, fun, you know, pioneer stimulator, right? I love risk. I love taking a peek around any corner. If, if, if it hasn't been done before, oh, oh, let's go do it, right? Well, if safety is a core value, you're probably going to hold back a little bit, right? You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's figure out what we're going to do if we look around that corner and we don't like what we see. Or let's make sure even if we like what we see that we're fully ready to go. Well, I might take your tendency to hold back a little bit and think, oh, you're not engaged. Or what's wrong with Lawrence? You know, he, he's not being a team member. But if I'm clear and I'm leading with heart and I know that one of your values is safety, guess what? What I can go is, you know what? That's not one of my top values. Wouldn't it be awesome if you and I got together? I got excited about peeking around the corner and you made sure we were ready for whatever we found. Ooh, you all in my Kool-Aid. Oh man, I absolutely love it. Cause, cause here's a funny thing that's been happening. Um, and so with my coach, um, really digging in, you know, again, of course, you know, I had the little cute acronyms of, you know, my values are, they spell out rise and respect, integrity, service and excellence. And, you know, I love altruism because everybody needs a hug and selflessness. Um, but this thing of psychological safety and that safety as a thing has been coming up as of late in the work that I'm doing. And if I connect to the earliest points in my career, when engaging with other leaders, and again, we talk about in coaching, getting and putting emotions in context in our reaction, how we react to certain things with there's the two where it's the three things of fight, flight or freeze kind of thing. But I'm, I'm a fight my fight. Whether I'm scared, whether I'm angry, my fight looks the same, but also when I'm when I don't feel safe. That I look like I'm fighting. I'm angry. Like that's what minds look like. It looks like my hurt looks exactly the same. All the rest of those things. And you just hit something there because that's the work that I love to do. That's the messy stuff. And I really believe leading with heart, y'all. The reason why a lot of people don't go near it is because, again, you need coveralls, even with the bow. And you have to be okay with the bow getting dirty. That's right. 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 Oh. Absolutely. And, and, and do the work, right. Which kind of goes right. It's cyclical, right? Like if I've got to do my own work, figure myself out and it's never ending. Right. I, you know, what I talk to my leaders about, you know, sometimes they'll show up at a coaching session and say, geez, you know, I went off to practice something after we talked last and, you know, kind of went okay. And then I fell down and I, I feel bad that I fell down and maybe didn't leave with heart or, you know, I didn't give effective feedback, you know, and, and we're able just to come back and say, well, well, this is a work in progress. It's a journey we're on. And here's the thing. If we didn't have anything to work on, what would we do? How bored would we be? You know, I have leaders who come to me and say, I just solved this business problem and now I've got another one. Didn't that count? I, I know that that feeling, right? I've been there. You know, like we just solved this big problem. We're all tired. Now you just gave me another problem. Didn't that matter? You know, in the old saying, oh, you're only as good as your last sale, right? I mean, we love saying stuff like that in corporate America. But I think the key is, it's just like, okay, this is just my next thing. I solved the last thing. How did I do it? So I'm going to think through that. How did I lead? What do I allow my people to do? When did I get in the front of the room to lead? When did I sit in the back of the room? Right? And so how did I do it before? Okay. I'll do that here. And I guess what? I'll probably get a little bit better at some of it. Or I'll even try something new. Won't that be fun? 
And so instead of like, oh man, here we go again, just like, oh, of course, here we go again. What else would I do? Stare at my perfection in the mirror? How boring would that be? <laughs> I absolutely love it because it, here's, here's the crazy thing. Like I tell people leadership is a contact sport. Mm. Leadership is a contact sport, particularly if you want to do it well. It's a real contact sport. And every like what you pulling on some things you just said there, like elements of, you know, not believing like you arrived or anything else. I mean, it's just love. It's levels to self-actualization. Like and you just have to be able to locate where you are. And if you really do want to be a great leader, how much are you empowering your people to then grow their capacity? Because what you said is like, again, you're only as good as the last thing you did. Well, again, that's as an individual contributor. What if you got people in tow? Right. Because if, if you're a leader and nobody's following, you're just taking a walk. Right. That's that's the, how the whole, whole quote goes. But so when you're looking back, like, are you pacing to the extent that people you allow others to come with you or are you leaving them behind? And I think that's the other part of authentic leadership is saying to yourself um, how well you uh, engage with others yeah. and allow others to play in your sandbox um, kind of thing. Absolutely. And so and if, love- go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I love what you said there. And I just yeah. want to add some things to that. And I think yeah. that, you know, some things that come up, and of course, we we spent some time, you know, studying um, some of the some of the in, information, I guess, or techniques and tools and coaching to use around, you know, actually modulating your response and understanding your response. So, so what I mean by that, let me break that down a little bit. So when I'm a leader and maybe I, you know, maybe I'm listening to this live and I think, oh my God, there goes, you know, um, the coveralls with the bow lady telling me that I need to lead with heart. You know, what about my pain in the neck person on my team that just hits every trigger, doesn't do what they're supposed to do? Like, you mean I'm just supposed to go in there and love them up? And, and the thing about that is I think when we lead with heart, we can get really clear. If we truly believe that there's nothing wrong with that person, we're just, we're just figuring out the best way to work together. Nothing needs to be fixed. They already know what's best for them. I, need, I might need to bring it to the surface as a leader. I might need to help them explore it. But if I truly believe that, and like you said, with the contact sport, right? I can choose how I'm showing up as a leader at any time. So, you know, I love to talk about energy, right? I think we all walk around with a basket full of energy and we reach in there and we give it away as we go through the day. And some days we end up exhausted at the end of the day and we can't figure out why. And I usually go back and I'm like, oh, I was handing out some energy there that, I, that didn't really serve me very well. There are other days where I have a really maybe difficult half day Maybe I had to give some tough feedback. Maybe I had to have a really difficult conversation. Maybe I had to sit and hold space for somebody who really needed to just vent. Um, so that might have been my first half of the day. And then the next half of the day, I'm off you know, creating content or doing something else. And I end the day with all this energy. And so what's the difference there? And I think what it is, is that when we begin to understand how, our, how we're responding to people, and we're coming from a place of, of, we're leading from heart, we're clear on our values, we're focused on results, we're, we're thinking about long term, then what it allows us to do is say, you know what, I may just need to sit and listen. I may not need to talk to this person about performance right now. I can, uh, I can talk to him about performance tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But maybe what I'll do is I'll talk to him about what really matters to them 
because I'm in it for the long run. And I actually know if I can key in on what matters them, their values, what makes them tick, what, how they're getting fed or not, then actually that will lead to the performance I'm looking for. Um, I may need to show up and be maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little directive in this moment. That doesn't mean I'm not leading with heart. It's understanding what's needed and understanding my response and being very clear about it and choosing it very carefully as I move throughout my day. So I, I love to talk about yeah. that with leaders too. No. And I, and I love that particularly as a point of, you know, when kind of getting into that, that fourth bullet a bit about, you know, helping the people you lead begin to build a muscle around focusing on the long term. Keeping the, and again, the whole keeping the main thing, the main thing. But like you said, it may not be rehashing that with them. It may be the actual introduction of what does it mean to hold space for you? Because you're not even going to worry about the long game if you're immediately hurting or something is immediately coming up for you. And so when I think about this as a practice, right, because again, leadership is about reps. Leadership is about getting in there, getting dirty, but then sitting back, doing an after action review. If you were sitting in a room full of leaders, you got a room full of leaders right now listening. Where do they start to get good in this area? Yeah, I think, A, that, like you said, the willingness to do some self-discovery and, and get, you know, do, do the work to get self-aware. I believe it all starts there. Um, it's not too scary, but it's work, like you said. And so I think that's one. And then I think the second piece will be is that when you talk, I love it when you talked about building the muscles, right? And, and it being repetitions. And what I tell people, it's sort of like when I started doing yoga, right? I was, I was an athlete, you know, when I was younger, all through high school, through college, ran, did all, all the sports and, you know, was very fit and active. And then I got introduced to yoga. Well, I couldn't do any of it. So the first day I left, right, upset. And I thought that's not for me. But what I realized is just like in leadership, I was busy building muscles to make me faster and stronger, but I wasn't building muscles to make me more flexible. I wasn't building muscle to learn how to breathe and be present. Same thing in leadership, right? So I tell people that second component is be, show yourself some grace, you know, it's like, so you went in and you're planning on having this really, you know, impactful conversation, a give and take with one of the folks on your team. And instead you ended up telling, you told them what to do. Just have some grace with yourself, man. Guess what I say? If you can walk out of that meeting and go, man, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask instead of tell, you're already on the road. Because guess what? You used to spend a lot more time telling and you never walked away and said, darn, I wish I would have asked more. You're on your way. Show yourself some grace. So I think those are the first two things. Start. It's a process. You're building some new muscle. It takes time. And then you got to be willing just to get in there and figure out what you're all about. It all starts there. Woo. I tell you what, like we could like we could do leadership conversations for, for the next couple of hours. Um, but Jen, I I just want to thank you so much for uh, just allowing this block of time um, just to give people a little snippet 
uh, of what's inside of your leader head um, and the things that you that you uh, churn over each and every day. But I, I don't want to hoard you. And that's the reason why I created this this opportunity, this platform so that um, people don't believe I'm just pontificating by myself. But I know pretty amazing people um, who are practitioners of, the, of this stuff. And I want people to connect with you uh, because I'm a huge believer in understanding that uh, we all have people who are in tune our voices. And I want to expose uh, people to your voice. And, and again, your people who are going to add value to your community. So how can people connect with you, reach out to you, uh, work with you? I, easiest way to do that is go to LinkedIn, send me, send me a message through LinkedIn. I'm active in LinkedIn. Um, that's where I spend a lot of my time when I'm not coaching. So that's the easiest way uh, to reach out to me. Love to talk about these concepts with anyone, share materials I have that might be helpful, whether you're a coach, whether you're a leader, whether you're aspiring for leadership, you know, there are things I'd love to share with you. And so, you know, feel free to reach out to me that way. And I just want to take a quick minute, you Lawrence, to say, you know, I appreciate you creating this space, this opportunity for conversation. Um, and, um, I just want you to know, I appreciate you and what you're doing. It, it makes a difference. So thank you for that. Thank you so much, Jen. Um, and again, those of you who, who, who know me, uh, I love practitioners. I love people who do this work, not read a book and then have a crazy thought leader, uh, thought about it. Um, but we, we actually try some things out. And, and so if that's you, I want you as a guest on this show, because uh, again, it's not about me. It's about serving our community. And guess what, y'all? We really are better together. Um, and we can only figure that out when we engage and we engage thoughtfully uh, to provide impact to others. And so thank you all again for being here live. And if you're watching the replay, hashtag replay in the comments um, so that we can continue to give you the amazing content from these amazing leaders that are being introduced here. So until next time, folks, uh, be well, uh, wear your mask, get your vaccinations. Uh, I get my first shot this coming Friday. Um, and so we're going to don't ask me how. Just register. All right. I'll talk to you all later. Bye, Lawrence. I appreciate you. Have a good day. You Bye, too. everyone. Thank you for listening to another Hot Takes podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. Please share, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we love to hear from you. We love to hear from you. So until next time. Make sure you present yourself every single day with intentionality. Actions over ideas always win.